Studio DNA presents Peru's The News. Every day, so many things happen around this crazy world of ours, and it's up to your hosts to glance around at them and decide what's worth talking about. Join them on a journey of the wonderful, a journey of the strange, a journey of adventure. And here come our hosts now. Please welcome, it's Aaron and Danae. Thank you. Thank you so much right? for being oh, here. Yes. Thank you. We're Aaron and Danae, and we have a lot of fun on the podcast, Peruse the News, and uh-huh. we would love to welcome you to try it out. Take a listen. It'll drop into your podcast feed every other week, and you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Peruse the News or Studio DNA and hit subscribe. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a Studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. folks welcome to the horror movie podcast thanks for tuning in um it's a great day for a great episode of hmp uh today it's producer phil i'm in the house and me jack and we are talking about the mummy 2017's beautiful beautiful uh, reboot of the old old mummy old mummy yeah, 1930s. Is yes, what I read. Um, and and uh, trying to attempt to resuscitate uh, the monster movie genre in general, and there are some uh, trips and falls along the way in this movie that I feel like didn't help um, any sort of uh, universe building in that realm. But we will get to that uh, first. Let's talk about this, uh, Phil. In the pre-show, we talked about Thomas. Cruise, aka Tom Cruise. <laughs> he um, is a very versatile actor in a lot of ways, but he also is kind of a he does the same things. Would you agree? Oh yeah. Um, he um, we, we talked to also in the pre-show, folks, which is Patreon only pre-show. So you should uh, check it out over there, uh, Studio DNA backslash uh, Patreon to figure out more there. Um, and you can get that live that feed in the uh, Patreon only. Also, join us in our live chat um, whenever we launch. Uh, you can go to Twitter at One Horrible Movie uh, for updates on when that live chat la- launches, and that's at uh, Spreaker.com/slash/StudioDNA. And you can listen in on those live chats. But we talked about a lot of Tom Cruise in the uh, live chat, and we talked about um, just his best work. My thought was. Uh, Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was yours? Did you ever? Come I, up I really. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I like a lot of his movies. I really like um, 
uh, Vanilla Sky. It was good. Yeah. Uh, brain, a brain teaser. Yeah, I love those films. Those um, kinds of films. Kurt Russell's in it. You know, he's in Guardians 2. As, uh, as, uh, I've got to have it. Nope. Uh, as, uh, Ego. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also really like, um, the Live, Die, Repeat movie. So. Yeah. Um, I feel like, uh, Tom Cruise is, um, whose real name is, by the way, Thomas Mapether, the fourth. What? Yeah, exactly. Sydney in the live chat helped us out with that one. Um, so check this out. Um, Phil, guess what? Um, it is time, my friend. It is time for some deets. The details of the movie. The mummy. Oh, what am I going to do? Remix. <laughs> uh, the Mummy, directed by Alex Kurtzman, who has a very close connection to J.J. Uh, Abrams. Uh, produced by Kurtzman um, and a cast of others. Um, screenplay by David Cope. Story by um, Kurtzman and a couple other people. Starring Tom Cruise, Annabelle Wallace. Do we know Annabelle Wallace from anything? I didn't. I don't. I, I don't recognize her from anything. Um, the Tudors, Peaky Blinders, and Annabelle. Those are her main things. Um, also starring Sophia Butella, uh, who's in, uh, who's plays Giselle in The Kingsman, The Secret uh, Service. She also was, uh, uh, she was in Star Trek Beyond as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Jake, as, as an alien or as an alien fighter person. Okay. Jake Johnson, uh, who who I like him as an actor. He plays Nick Miller in New Girl. He's so good in with New Girl. Zoe Deschanel. He, he's probably my favorite character on New Girl. Um, and he's a good. Yeah, I thought he did okay in this movie. Um, and then we had um, the Sarge character that was Courtney Bernard Vance, who's been in a bunch of stuff: Hamburger Hill, Red October, um, and a ton of, ton of other stuff. Played O.J. Simpson in a movie. And Russell Crowe, who, as a character in this movie, I just, it was weird. We'll, we'll get to that. They dropped him in confusing. here. They, they dropped him in to start it. He comes back around toward the end. It was it was not confusing for me, and probably not for you, but it also was like, like a, well, what? It was more like, of a confusing from like, why are you doing this? Like, what? It, it, it didn't it, feel the like The movie it took a huge, oh, yeah. huge left turn. Yeah. Like, and in a way where you're like, <clears throat> it wasn't like a totally different movie, but in kind of some ways it was like a different movie. And like, I, this is where you're going? Why I didn't felt you... like it was inserted. We'll get to it. But I felt like it was inserted into the middle of yeah, the movie. Yeah, why didn't you build this out more? It's yeah. weird. Anyway, um, so really, um, running time of, an hour, of 110 minutes, which for me, this movie at that time drug on. Mm-hmm. And it felt really long. Yeah. But really for movies. Which, which is crazy because like, the Marvel movies, like they're always longer than that. Yeah, Star we, and Wars we're okay is with longer. that. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. That's yeah. not even two hours. I, I checked my watch several times towards the end. Yeah, that's not even two hours. So, um, plus the uh, we got a budget. Small cast, by the way. They're, very small cast and a lot of CGI, though. Oh, yeah. Um, very small cast. Budget of, um, it's got an estimated budget. We're going to go on the high side. It's saying $195 million. I'm going to say that budget's $200 million. It looks and, like it, and it made four hundred nine million. So a movie that made a lot of money, you know, a movie that that made a lot of money. But also, I, I feel like adding in Tom Cruise, there was quite a bit of buildup for this movie. I don't know if you remember when it was coming out. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of buildup for this being this big restart to this. 
I don't think in the press stuff, um, they did a very good job of outlining what this was. There were a lot of questions of, is this the um, Brendan Fraser mummy stuff? Yeah, is it a reboot of that? Uh, and, and the answer was no. It's the old school mummy is, is what I'm getting. Is the ori- it's the dark. But the original is not Amonet, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I always figured it was Imhotep, like even all the way back, but maybe not. I haven't seen the original movies. By the way, f- folks, we should say this is the 14th movie in the Mummy franchise. Jeez. So it has been a lo- around for a long time. It'll be 100 years in, in a little bit. So um, I was, um, like, like I said, 86 year old franchise, I think. I just was very much, um, again, we'll, we'll get more into the plot of this thing and where it takes this huge, huge turn. And um, I don't mind uh, Russell Crowe as an actor. Did you watch uh, Gladiator? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's good, man. Did you love it? I love Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. Um, Beautiful Mind is good. Yes. Yeah, he's fantastic. Oh, man, in this one, it's like... I, I don't think this movie can be faulted too much on the shoulders of the actors themselves. Um, this movie, The Mummy 2017, got like nominated for seven or eight Razzies or something like that. And it actually won the Razzie Award for be- for Worst Actor. But I honestly, I mean, I didn't watch necessarily every movie that was nominated yeah. for, that, for that, can we call it an award? Um, but I didn't think that Tom Cruise necessarily was a terrible actor in the movie. I just felt like he wasn't given much to say. Like his character wasn't, I don't think fleshed out, and we'll we'll talk about that as we go through the movie. And, but. and I'll say that um, I'll say this that uh, it just was a, it was hard to it's it, it's it's like this. Tom Cruise is one of those actors that if he's on point, everyone says, "Well, it's Tom Cruise." If he's not on point, or if he's in something that doesn't just hit hit all the marks, what do they say? Just bad script. He's or? losing it. Oh, oh, he's losing gotcha, it. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, he's not as good as he used to be. Yeah, he's, he's still been, Tom Cruise in this he's movie. Been, he's been untouchable for decades. There's so a like, running scene. Every Tom yeah. Cruise movie has to have a running scene. <laughs> I, I will say this, though. We'll come back around to this later, probably. But um, as far as the amount of action scenes, there was w- there was way more action in any of the movies before. Like any of the Brendan Fraser movies. Yeah. The stuff that we grew up on was way more action-packed than this one. There were c- scenes of like struggle and fighting and stuff like that. But when you think of like um, like Scorpion King, where there's like this army of undead that are like piling over this dune, right, right. sand dune or whatever, it's like there was nothing like that. It was yeah. uh, the bird scene with the plane and the plane going down scene was probably the most action-packed in the entire film. Yeah, and a lot of it was just kind of one-on-one struggle. So I felt like it was kind of small time as far as big set piece action. So um, kind of weird. Well, let's do this. Um, let's do some thirty-second synopsis. I'm going to take it today. We've got a, um, should be pretty cut and dry. Easy for me to punch out, right? If I don't get this, I have in my hand here in the studio, folks, um, a, uh, it's a camel spider. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to unleash it and let it bite me. And I'll become a mummy, <laughs> a mummified undead. Okay. If I don't get it in 30 seconds. They're not even poisonous, Jack. This one apparently was. <laughs> this one killed that guy and turned him into a zombie. All right. And the mummy. Not not Brendan Fraser, but The Mummy, 2017, Thomas Cruise, uh, Thomas J. Cruise II, Esquire, and <laughs> The Mummy. All right, so our friend Tom Cruise's character, uh, what's his name, Morton Salt, goes.
goes to um, Afghan, oh no, Iraq, and finds a tomb, an Egyptian tomb there. Uh, and he and his friend, his friend gets bit by a spider, turns into an undead. He it gets imbued with the powers of uh, Set, the um, evil underworld underlord. Um, they go throughout the world. Mr. Hyde shows up, <laughs> and uh, they end up. He ends up becoming a monster at the end. Saves the day. That's bad. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. Uh, oh, my neck! <laughs> well, I've got about ten seconds before I become undead. Apparently. There, uh, but, there are some odd choices with some of the characters in this film. Let's just say that um, J- Jake Johnson being in like the first twenty minutes of the film, and then like almost never, like he shows up as like a ghost, like two or three times throughout the rest of the movie was right. a weird choice. Like I, I thought he was going to be his, like his, um, uh, like his sidekick, I guess for the for the film, but that did not happen. So did not happen. He, um, being Tom Cruise, uh, really. Um, it's Tom Cruise put into a movie. Tom Cruise, I knew, I know this. Look, watching the press stuff leading up to this, he liked these type of movies. That's probably why you know the old school um, monster movies, and I kind of did too. And I think there's room for those. We'll see if we get more of these in the future, um, but we will uh, be right back, real quick, right after this. And we're back. Uh, welcome back, folks, to the horror movie podcast uh, again. My name's Jack. Uh, we have producer Phil in the house. And we're talking today about The Mummy, the 2017 movie uh, starring Tom Cruise, everyone's favorite action-slash-movie star. Um, he, We are talking about the plot now for this movie. And um, in the plot for The Mummy, we start in 1157 AD. And there's these knights. They're having like a little burial thing for some other knights. And there's a jewel that they bury with the knights, or this knight, and that's in England. It's like uh, Crusaders, basically. Yeah, basically. Uh, it's uh, and so then uh, we flash, we flash to um, a construction crew digging up that uh, tomb. Okay, they find this underneath London, uh, and uh, Russell Crowe's character comes in and does a little monologue and talks about good and evil and yada 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 yada. So that allows him to have. The it's telling the gym. I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's telling that he is the first voice heard in this in this movie. Yeah, and he <laughs> he becomes the narrator for the story, but then beyond that, it, you don't really hear from him for another hour and a half. It would be like Nick. Yeah, absolutely. It would be like Nick Fury narrating the the first Iron Man movie. It would be. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, yeah, it takes the surprise out of it. Oh yeah. Um. So then we have um another segue. So we've started off in in London or ancient. Ancient England in the 1100s AD. Then we pan to present-day London construction crew. Now we go flashback to ancient Egypt and this princess uh, who gives birth to a son. And this is all done under the narration of Russell Crowe. And we and he we learn about um, we learn about the uh, the this princess. She has. Um, uh, she's going to be the. She's going to succeed her father, um, uh, on the throne because the father hasn't had any children. But then the father, uh, Egyptian pharaoh, has a new wife, has a son. Uh, she decides to kill the son so she can still claim it. She makes a um, pact with the uh, Lord of the Underworld, Set, 
in England in mm-hmm. in e- Egypt. He's like the god of death, basically. God of death, yeah. And so, um, basically, to have him come into the world incarnate, she basically trades her soul uh, for this, right? She gets stopped midway through it, and then entombed, embalmed alive. I think this there's honestly this set piece, like this uh, string of scenes that we watched for over three or four minutes. Yeah, probably. Some of the strongest parts of the movie. There are I, some visuals at the beginning of the movie that I, I was like... I, I was, was very intrigued. I would say this. Yeah. I'd heard so many negative things about this. Yeah. I started watching this, and I've done this a couple times before. Yeah, I know where I, know where where I go. Where I go, ah, no. I'm going to have to sit here and be like, this isn't so horrible. Right. I, I thought so, too. I had the same... I was like, this this movie must take a deep left turn at some point. And we, luckily because, it does. Because I'm really actually kind of enjoying <laughs> this so far. And even up to... I'll say this one. Even up to whenever... Um, okay, so now we've got this. That whole thing happens. She gets entombed, um, and they take her to apparently. That, that ta- was, they take her to far away Iraq, well, which said, is they said a thousand miles away. Yeah, on foot. Like, think about that. <laughs> that that was the only part of the story that the backstory that was hard to believe. I was just like, well, really that far? But like, remember, <laughs> these are the same people that allegedly built the t- the pyramids. Yeah, and they were hauling rocks in from quarries that couldn't have been anywhere near where they were hauling them in from. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? When, so when they want someone out of their country, they they definitely yeah, take them out of yeah, out exactly. of town. <laughs> I would have rather had maybe a maybe a Stargate crossover at this situation <laughs> where they have uh, someone show up in a in a. Uh, Here's what I was thinking as I was watching that: like the only reason that she's buried in Iraq and not basically Mesopotamia, but modern day Iraq as opposed to Egypt is they needed that set piece. Like they wanted like guns and like you know machine like warfare. They you needed know. a war backdrop. Yeah. for it. They're like, if we do this in Egypt, it's not going to have the same setting. So. I found it, but again, I found it to be interesting that uh, these two guys, um, we, we, we meet up with Morton, who is Nick Morton, who is Tom Cruise's character, and Chris Vale, who is, uh, what's his face? It's Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson's character. And Jake Johnson is the um, sidekick from, uh, basically the sidekick from National Treasure. What's that guy's name? <laughs> and then this is, you know, um, Nick Morton is essentially Nick Cage. Did, did you feel like he was supposed to be the comic relief for the for film? For the first part. And, yeah. then it was, and then it gets more serious. Right. <laughs> um, and so they have some hijinks. He has stolen this map from this girl that he apparently had a, a one night kind of stand situation with. Uh, who's an uh, archaeologist or something. I did think it was interesting to introduce tension between the two characters at the very beginning. Like um, a lot of movies, like uh, th- what I immediately went to, and this I'm not trying to draw any comparisons to the two films as a whole, but uh, the first Indiana Jones, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, Indiana Jones walks into the bar, and uh, what's her face is, is standing there, and she's like dusting off her hands, wherever she's like Indiana Jones, mm-hmm, you know, and, exactly. and just in that one line, you know that they they've got history, like something has gone down between yes. these two people. And I kind of felt that same way with these two characters, like interesting, like this is going to be cool, but and we'll get to it later. But that never went anywhere in this film. It, so and it and it becomes a um um it's a little bit of a MacGuffin to get you to um to get you to the information of how he got that map. Yeah, you know what? What? What are their? What's their connection at all? And then, um, well, and it, it tells you a little bit about the kind of person he is. Like he's not just a love him and leave him kind of guy, but he's also the kind of guy that is going to do whatever it takes to to steal. Like he's he's not a he's not a good dude. And she mentions that throughout the movie a couple times. I wish I wish it had been more of a central theme for the film, and it wasn't. Like I felt like that was a, a real chance to double down on like a really unique idea that they never cashed in on, but that 
I thought the movie was going to go into a place of like, um, do you want to be a good person versus a, a bad person? But the movie never like really pushed that too hard. And so, but that, that's what I felt like in that scene when you first meet them. Cause she's like, you're not a good guy. You're not a good, you, got, you know, I want you to be a good person, but you, you don't, yeah. you don't want to be a good and, person. And, um, he stole, he stole, he steals the map, uh, from her, uh, and then uses it on a treasure hunt situation. And she, she basically is just, is just there to play the, uh, like you just said, the bad, you're the bad person in this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, she had, there's, it has to be some sort of connective tissue to keep them, to keep it relevant that they're even around each other. I, I actually kind of enjoyed her character. She was like the female Indiana Jones in this story. As an actress, did you like, I, I didn't think she was a real strong. I thought uh, she was okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, she didn't wow me, but um, she, I think, played the role well of like someone who's in the know. That that was my major beef, by the way, with Tom Cruise in this film. He is a complete bumbling fool throughout the entire movie. Like he, yeah, that's true. He, he even like he has a line in the last 15, 20 minutes of the film where he goes, "I don't know what I'm doing." And I was like, "Yep, that is basically exactly your character." Mundo, yeah, exactly. Like he doesn't know what he's doing the entire film, and she's the only character who seems to really know what's going on. Like she reads Egyptian, she hieroglyphics, she she speaks it. Like yeah. she she actually is intelligent person in this whole this whole shenanigan story yeah and um so i actually kind of like was impressed with the way that she conveyed that but no she's as an actress i don't think she's like she's not going to be on the hall of fame so at some point, here's but. where things get a little stretchy and i know this is a movie about you know supernatural things in in ancient egypt but the, it gets a little stretchy when they go they steal the map they go to this uh, iraqi village and it is a, it's basically you know it's it's in what what was formerly ancient Mesopotamia, right? So it's, you know, it's where life, you know, began. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they are there in this village. They storm into the village because that's where the map says the treasure's at because they're after treasure. They call in an airstrike, and luckily the airstrike <laughs> helps blow open a hole in the ground that allows them to find the front of this tomb. Because movie. Because of movie. Because, because plot. Yes, this is why because of movie. <laughs> And so then, then we're left with, okay, well, there you go. That's how they get into the thing. She shows up the perfect time. Um, his commanding officer is like, what have you guys been doing? And they make up some cockamamie story. She helps them a little bit just to get the plot going along. They go on a little adventure down into it. There's some more bad guys showing up. But luckily, they find the sarcophagus. The coolest thing for me about the whole movie, because I've never thought about this or seen this, they buried the sarcophagus of this ancient demon horrible character in mercury, mercury. in a pool of mercury. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. That was cool. I've never seen that in a movie. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen that in a movie? No. No, I, I it was loved it. Pretty creative. And, and that it was partially because they buried her alive, but also because of the like the deity type imbuement that she had like in her body yes like they, they felt like the only way that they could put it down permanently was just to bury it in mercury, because allegedly basically. mercury keeps yeah. spirits away i thought that was very and there's a little trickle of mercury that goes down into yeah. that thing that that was pretty cool yeah like, that was cool um it kind of makes you wonder how that worked for five thousand years but i mean i was willing to forgive some the of that. spiders um come out start to come out of there whenever okay tom cruise is like we gotta hurry because the bad guys are coming yeah he shoots this cable again they're trying to bury this creature under the ground yeah and leave it there but they build a cable system 
that you, if you that just you, shoot. You, you, yeah, you can Indiana Jones, that, and it, oh, it comes apart, and then it goes into the hole, and then it allows the sarcophagus to raise. It looks very complicated and intricate. Why and, would you do that? Until he shoots one cable and it all falls apart. Why would you? Why would you do that? But why would you, if you were trying to keep this thing buried? Yeah. Why would you then make a way to get it out of there? Right. Yeah. It's permanent. So yeah. And basically, just pulling it out of there unleashes it upon the world. Yeah. It's like this whole thing went down because of one shot of a gun. Maybe a hieroglyphic <laughs> thing that says "Do not enter." Do not. Do right. not. Blah well, blah. And, to, to be fair, they did. Uh, she did say something as they were walking in. She did say something like these. These. Um, uh, th- these. I don't know, like the things that were like drawn on the walls or yeah, something like that. This we're is saying a like, warning. Yeah, this is a prison, not a box. Yeah. Again, though, why did they make a door to the prison? Yeah. If you wanted to keep the prisoner inside the prison, right? You would just wall the prison up and be like, "You're stuck." Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> goofy, really, really goofy. Yeah. So, so that that they have to get him out, that, or have to get her out. Rewind the princess that um, was to be queen, but killed the kid off, and then tries to raise set the uh you know lord of the underworld in ancient egypt um into you know action and so they bring her up automatically um tom cruise is like enchanted by this creature um that's still in the coffin um nick uh what's his what's his name in the movie um morton no yeah yeah nick uh, no 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 no. chris vale yes um jake johnson's character is bitten by this spider oh it's a camel spider they're not poisonous you'll be fine yeah, you knew that wasn't gonna be the case. By the way, <laughs> he gets on the plane. They get they they eventually get out of there. They raise the coffin. They get the coffin out, and he has like a Rube Goldberg machine. By the way, uh, <laughs> Sydney in the live chat, it very it much is a Rube Goldberg <laughs> machine. Um, the Egypt, those Egyptians were smart. They, they they could figure out so many things. It's like uh, the uh, this segment is brought to you by the game Mousetrap. Um, so. Um, is that Mattel Milton Bradley? Uh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> they um get on the plane. To take him back, um, they have uh, the coffin. Uh, his friend is just getting sicker and sicker. He ends up trying to open the casket up. Um, they uh, the, he stabs his commanding officer. Tom Cruise has these weird flashbacks uh, that look like a CK commercial, like a Calvin Klein commercial. <laughs> uh, the wind's blowing her big flowing gown thing or in like the a, desert. It's, it's almost like a music video. It's without, like a music video music. with Paula Abdul, <laughs> and um, so then. The a friend stabs the commanding officer. They have to shoot him a couple times, um, but he's like a zombie, zombified creature. Which, by the way, that's. I mean, I I don't know how you felt, but I felt like Nick and Vale were like chums. Like they they, they were best buddies. It was hard. Yeah. It was hard for him to shoot him. No, it wasn't. It it seemed hard. <laughs> no, okay. He fires off a couple rounds like it's like it's just routine firing, and then like as he's like on the ground like dying, basically he. Unloads a third round. A third round. That's true. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's your best friend. That like, true. That's true. <laughs> I felt like that was a little weird. That is true. So <laughs> so then um, the plane, um, one of the engines blows up first, by the way. And I was like, well, why, why did that happen? That, that I don't think they showed any birds flying into it. But then these ravens crash through the front windshield of the uh, plane. Oh, by the way, whenever a Nick Nick's friend, whenever Tom Cruise's friend, Jake Johnson's character, was coming at him, this is a, these are things in movies that I that crack me up. She's a scientist. She's an archaeologist. Mm-hmm. She's on a plane with these military people. Okay, she says to them, "Don't shoot. This is a pressurized airplane." That literally, like right. they would, they have known that, have been trained in this. <laughs> They're probably in the air force or something. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
And so they probably they already know that lady. These are the elite, yeah. Why no crap? <laughs> like literally. <laughs> it's like it's like on a, a crime drama whenever the people will explain things to the other policemen. Oh, dude, there's a lot that of that they in this movie. Already know. Like, yeah, there's a there's lot of that. There's no way they don't already know what you're explaining to them, lady. Right. Like, the, I'm gonna mention one at the end of this movie that's like egregious. Like stuff makes me there's no reason That's for that. one of my favorite things in movies where they're like explaining things to people that would already know what those are. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, long story short, the plane crashes. Um, Morton saves. Which, okay, that was the yeah. best, one of the best action scenes in the movie for me. I like, I'll say that as the goods or whatever, but um, the crashing scene where they were like basically weightless as the thing was going down, they were like rolling around the aircraft, yeah. um, car- you know, the body of it was amazing. I, I loved watching that scene. It was pretty cool. Um, up to this point in this movie, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like, it's a pretty good oh, movie, yeah. oh, honestly. Yeah. The, fr- if, the if, first third of this movie actually is pretty if, solid. If I were seeing this movie in the theater, I'd be like, this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's intriguing. The Like I said, the coffin buried in mercury to keep the spirit in there. Um, uh, there's some of the video stuff that, like I said, her walking in the desert, him having this flashback. I could have done that. That's kind of corny. Um, the, the first third is so good that you kind of wonder what... what what happened like i would love i would i would pay a lot of money to to get the the untold story of this like in a book or in a, a documentary or something like that of like how this movie went from its original script that the final script of this movie there's no way that that was the original script but do you feel like um i feel like we've seen enough of these movies that do this where it, it's going along it's starting well, and it's, yeah. it's okay or at least it's bearable and you go this isn't so bad yeah and then it's like the the last third of the movie is either Fast forwarded through a bunch of stuff right. to get to an ending. Fantastic Four, isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, like that idea of <clears throat> don't you know they're on set? It must work like this on set where they show up to film a movie and they're like taking their time and we're having oh it's great and we're having oh we've been here for three or four months and we got this thing done. Here we go. We got like, it. like yeah. bang 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 or they. Or it gets in the editing room, well, and, and they're I, like, "Well, we gotta." I felt like we gotta get this out of here and this out of here. We're, we're about to get to the second third of the movie, which is basically we'll call it the uh, Prodigium third or whatever. Yeah. But the, the Prodigium stuff in this movie feels like it was inserted way after the fact. Like they had a complete script that didn't include Russell Crowe, like Doctor Jekyll at all, and then they were like, "Hey guys." we got to insert this. Like we got to cut some of the stuff that you guys had planned. We're going to drop a middle third into this movie. And then you guys just work around it. And then, and then that's going to be the final. Okay. Plot. So, yeah. so we are the plane, uh, the Ravens uh, fly through the front of the plane, kills the pilots. The plane crashes in, in England. I think it made it to England. And they with, crashed. With, Nick, no. with Nick in it. Yeah, it was England. And Nick is in it. He saves the girl, puts it with the one parachute they have on this plane right. on her. <laughs> <laughs> and he hits the he pulls the ripcord and she flies out of the plane, which would have probably broke her neck. By the way, the way the way they're crashing, the speed, the velocity they're crashing with, he just yanks that that cord. Yeah, and she gets and she just pull out. out. Yeah. When Stacy pulled back so hard that you know, I'm saying her yeah. neck you just snap. You know, yeah, yeah. that's a Spider Man reference. Um, so the, anyway, whatever the plane crashes, he's allegedly dead. She's at the morgue to identify the bodies. He then they pan to into inside of the uh, corners part in the morgue. He wakes up in a body bag, which is a, a, a kind of a neat scene where he wakes yeah. up in the body bag. Yeah. He's got a uh, uh, he has a body tag on his toe, a toe tag on. He's like, "What the heck's going on?" He's completely naked. Yeah, and he is. They didn't really show any of that though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but um, he's basically. She explains to him what's going on. The next scene, by the way, is weird because he's in this bar and he's drinking. He has like he has dr- drank like. 
20 shots, I feel like it. <laughs> because he just, I'm saying, they're all piled up around him. Right. And he's got a beer in his hand. And it's like, he's going to kill himself here. <laughs> but so, it was weird. Like, I was, was given like the second over, chance at life, so I'm going to overdrink. It was like this overdone. <laughs> does Tom Cruise in that scene, does he do his own stunts with that too? Does he drink all of that? Does he actually, did he actually drink all of it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He does all of his own stunts, folks. <laughs> he eats all his own food. That he, was a weird scene, though, because yeah. I, I felt like he like was just acting like he it was just a normal Tuesday. And you're like, dude, you just you just survived a plane well, that crash. Was, like, they were actually at an Applebee's. Did you know that? that, were that, they? that no, I'm just joking. <laughs> funny. Oh, it's GGI Fridays. Can we, get, can we get you some shrimp poppers or maybe some sliders, guys? That would have been really happy, funny. Happy birthday. That would have been awesome. All right. When we come back, we'll talk more about this movie. Hey, welcome back. Uh, we've got uh, we've got Phil here. Uh, we've got my name is Jack, and this is the Horror Movie Podcast, and we're talking about the Mummy, 2017's delicious Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Cruise movie uh, that was basically the start of the new um, like the Dark Universe, the monster movies, the Mummy. Uh, I'm assuming Frankenstein was going to be part of this, a Dracula movie. I'm learning. In the in between the break here on the break here that uh, Dracula Untold was allegedly the uh, supposed to be the very beginning of this dark universe and mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. Well, yeah, it came we, out 2014, three years prior. And we'll cover that. But you talk about a you talk about a uh, it just didn't do what they thought it was going to do. Yeah, the, it was supposed to be the first film in this new cinematic universe, and it did so poorly that they were like, okay. Just kidding. That movie never happens. We're gonna we're gonna start it for real this time with 2017's The Mummy, and then of course that movie got really bad reception too. <laughs> but um, with that said, but when we left off, we were talking about uh, Tom Cruise. Um, he's at his he is, the plane has crashed. He's at the Applebee's um, with with <laughs> with, <laughs> with his Appletini with his Appletini, <laughs> and uh, he's getting some shrimp poppers coming because uh, he's had a long day. Uh, he's got a pile of drinks in front of him, um, and he is. Trying to figure out exactly how he's still alive, um, because he crashed in a plane. He doesn't remember anything, but we find out that the um, he was like I said uh, before the break. We were he was enchanted initially by this person in this tomb, uh, who was the princess. What's her name? I, I get her. I almost said Hatchup. Said it's uh, I'm I'm a net. She's beautiful. <laughs> Dad, her name's Aminette. <laughs> I think I love her. Anyway, so he, um, basically, uh, his friend uh, has been turned into an, the undead. Jake Johnson's character in the movie has been turned into an undead uh, zombie person for her. And he appears to him in this bar. Yes. He sees him as a vision and says, hey, you need to come talk to me. He goes to the bathroom but, and talks. By the way, Tom Cruise doesn't react at all. Like, he just... I mean, he is not just undead, gruesome looking. Like he's got an eye that's all glazed over, and he's—he basically looked like he died already. Yeah. And he's appearing to him. He's the only one that can see him. Yeah. And Tom Cruise again. It's just a normal Tuesday, man. Like, hey, how you doing? How you been? <laughs> I, I haven't seen you. Talking Tuesday here. <laughs> I haven't seen you in twenty four hours. Yeah. How's how's the uh, how's the afterlife? So they um he basically then leads him. They he's eventually led to. There's some other sides to I'm gonna get to right now. Um, but he he's basically led later in the movie to the underground area, right, of the subway. Don't they have a little fight out, a fight scene with the undead that show up now? So in the movie, the plane crashes, the uh, the the sarcophagus and everything else is is strewn everywhere throughout England, London, wherever, miles and miles off. This These two uh, detectives, police people, roll up on the scene where the sarcophagus landed, and 
she being uh, the queen of the underworld, Amonet, Amonet, how do you say that, you think? I think it's Amonet. Couldn't they have done a better job naming this? Um, All right. Um, Is that a real person? Was that a real human? I don't know. Yeah, it is. Really? Yeah. Primordial goddess in ancient Egypt. So there you go. Okay. For all you um, people that, you know, listen to ancient Egyptian lore, (laughs) I apologize for, I apologize for mispronouncing your uh, leader. This movie is perfect for me because I listened to three Egyptian podcasts. Oh, this is good. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. I'm I'm very versed in. It's phenomenal. Uh, So you're a big Steve Martin fan when he would do the. Uh, the Pharaoh dance of the Egyptian dance. I haven't caught up on that one yet. I uh, haven't. The Bengals walk like an Egyptian. You big fan of that song? Mm, you no, know, that's that's a fifth podcast I've been wanting to get okay. into. All right, so there you go. A uh, fifth podcast. <laughs> um, so they um oh the sarcophagus. Then she gets out of it. Apparently, crawls out of it. Attacks these two people. By the way, how she attacks them? Pretty gruesome. It's kiss of death. Basically, it's a kiss of death. She just locks lips with them. And sucks her soul out or whatever happens. Yeah. It's pretty weird. And she's getting stronger as she does this. Yeah. That, to me, did start the trend of this is kind of corny. Yeah. When she did that. Did it to you oh, as yeah. well? Yeah. I, I was felt, like, I really? I just what, just have, have her bite him. Yeah. No. Just going to lock lips with him. Or, or just kill them like in a really gruesome way. I didn't feel like. And then reanimate them. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so she does this to the, these two detectives. And now they've become her first minions. She ends up doing that to several people. She raises a bunch of dead that, that she goes underneath the um, underground there in London. She gets there and goes underground um, in order to find, and I didn't talk about this earlier, in the initial um, the initial uh, little thing she was trying to do, what's it called? Well, I'm trying to think of the ceremony she was trying to do. She had to take this dagger that sets daggers, this little curved sword thing, and jam it into someone to kill them with this sacrificial dagger thing. When she goes to the underground to find it, Tom Cruise and the girl from the movie, and uh, they can't stop her. Mm-hmm. And um, she um, stabs, uh, she, she tries to go and stab Tom Cruise. She d- looks at it and realizes, oh, it doesn't have the ruby on it because there's this ruby that's supposed to go into it. So then she runs off. Um, he escapes and enter. Russell Crowe for the first time, well, and there's a there's a sandstorm that that gets cooked up, I think, by her. Um, after, that allows but, her to escape. Yeah, and that dude, the CGI on that sandstorm was atrocious. Bad stuff. It looked really, really bad. It you could tell that it was, you know, pieced on. Like I could see the original shot underneath the CGI, and it was it looked bad. Um, I believe that this is the point where we start to, for whatever reason, um. The movie making aspect of it starts to degenerate and decline. Oh, and it goes fast too at this point. Because whenever, and it's not a Russell Crowe thing. I'm telling you right now, folks. He's a good actor. I like Russell Crowe. I think Russell Crowe did a great job in the Super in the Man of Steel movie where he plays. Um, oh yeah, Jor El. Uh huh. Um, I think he was great in that. I love him in Gladiator. Uh, Beautiful Mind. He's good in and most of the things he does. I'm pretty pleased with him in it. So it's not a Russell Crowe thing, right? But him in this role and the way they've set it up, he is, we find out, he is uh, Dr. Jekyll, right? And, and at this point in the movie, I'm like, where is this going? It went, like, and it came from nowhere because there wasn't any world building before this. It was a mummy movie. Even Tom Cruise looks confused. Like, he's in the scene and he's just like, what am I doing here? Well, he, Who are he, you? And then he seated the, <laughs> he basically seated control of the situation. 
because he went from having a somewhat you know somewhat control. The, the only the, the, the their grasp of the, the grasping at, at straws to try to make some kind of connection between these two movies that are that are like intersecting at this point yep. was that she works for them. So like they they threw that in as just like a little piecemeal trivia nugget of like okay that's the connection here is jenny works for the prodigium but they didn't even <coughs> drive that early they, they early did, on exactly it was never mentioned before this moment which they, they kind of meant that to be like a oh surprise moment but i i felt like it was so concocted i was just did like you did you like um the league of extraordinary extraordinary gentlemen the I, movie I aspect thought, of it i thought it was okay i i liked some of the action scenes but but at least in that movie okay and some people don't like it i get that but at least in that movie, they're like, look, it's this whole other world, and we have this character and this character and yeah. this character. In this, they literally went from going, oh, how's Tom Cruise going to figure out how to solve this, to no, 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 no. That's not what you're after. You're after this. Here's a whole new thing. Now you have to try to process, and we've only got about, oh, right. I don't know, 40 <laughs> minutes for you to process it. because, and But it's a whole different concept. Yeah. The movie went from how's Tom Cruise going to get his way out of this, to, oh, yeah, yeah, Russell Crowe's in this movie, and he is Dr. Jekyll. He has to take the serum because he turns into Dr. Hyde. Oh, man, so also, much. They, they've been the prodigium thing. They're, 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 we're, tr- we're trying to unlock all these secrets of all these monsters, and, yep, that's going to be the whole thing. Dude, it was like 15 minutes of just straight exposition. Like, yeah. here's all these things that you need to know yeah. and memorize for yeah. this new franchise that we're starting. And now Tom Cruise is sitting around in this, like, in this state of, like, well, I mean, what do I do? We're sitting around listening to Russell Crowe tell us what's going to happen, and, and it was, we're not sure what's going to happen. It, it, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like they've th- captured. What's her face though? How'd they capture her? Are you talking about Aminette? How did that capture Aminette? Oh, I don't remember. Um, I don't remember. Huh. So anyway, they but they capture her the, and she's all chained up. The information that they gave, I thought was interesting. Like it was intriguing information. But as I'm watching it, I'm just so confused. I'm like, how is this going to play into the plot of this movie? Like the movie that we're watching right now. I, I get that this is important for us to know for 2019's movie or 2021's movie. But how does it, how does it play into the current plot that I'm watching right now? And the answer by the end of the movie is there is no connection. Like it, it's just the thinnest of, of, of threads in between these two, yep. two very stagnantly different yep. things. And it, it took was a so le- weird. It took, this is the left turn we're talking about. It just takes that such a left turn where now they've gotten her, they've, they've got, they've captured her and they've chained her up. And again, do you remember how this happened? I don't remember. No, I don't remember how they capture her. I was so confused as to what was going on in the scene. I, I was just like the the small details. I just completely glossed over. Um. Anyway, so there you go. And they, um, yeah. So they've got her captured, and um. So there now his idea though, um, Jekyll or yeah, Doctor Jekyll's idea is to um finish the ritual. How 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 many how many screen time minutes do you think Aminette in her current day form has has been in this movie at this point? I seven minutes maybe. Maybe I like maybe for for a movie called The Mummy. Yeah, I I really thought that the movie would be about the mummy, <laughs> or there would be more of her wreaking <laughs> havoc or creating a bigger. She's in a granted. She's in a lot of the last twenty or twenty five minutes of the movie, probably most of it. But the first hour and ten minutes, whatever, I feel like we barely even seen her at that point. It's so weird, man. And and like half the time she was in the like in these real quick shots of like killing people or in chains. I'm just like this this person is nothing. Like she hasn't done anything yet. I just um 
she she then is um they're gonna finish the thing. There's this really weird stuff between her and um uh oh yeah, they did darter. They that, that's what happens. They're in the forest. Thanks, Sydney. More Sydney's the all-star today. They're in the forest and they track her down and they use these darts oh yeah to knock her out okay this is a supernatural being <laughs> and we're just gonna dart her i remember that now yeah they remember she grabs her neck and we're like what yeah anyway that's right. so that's how they that. capture her and um sydney you get a prize it, um you know what, it, what it was it was like a almost like batman's grapple gun like a it went like into her neck and like pulled her like a fish hook that's what it was yeah and, and they captured her that way which is weird that they could control her that way um <laughs> so then they um there's this really weird ethereal kind of in and out of consciousness thing that uh, Nick Morton's character, that's Tom Cruise, does. And um, he's going to basically she lets she he he's he by the end of the movie, he latches, you know, goes mouth to mouth with her, uh, sucks the demon out of her. Basically, she becomes this, you know, little corpse, you know, this old dried up mummified corpse. <laughs> he becomes a monster himself. Yeah. And and then basically Russell Crowe again, which is, is he is he set now? Like I I was very confused by the end of this movie. I didn't know what he has what he was. somewhat of that in him. I guess he still has the human side. I I was but always he's part mummy. He's, I, part, he's part Egyptian god. Part there was always meant to be Tom two, Cruise. There was always meant to be two halves of set. Maybe right? like she was one half, and then the guy in like five thousand BC was supposed to be the other half, right? Yeah, and then. And then, and then in the modern day, she was going to be one half, and Tom Cruise was going to be the other half. But then now he's both halves. Well, but they didn't even really clarify I, that. I mean, they, was, they, they didn't really clarify that no, either. They didn't answer because, any of those questions. Because then it was like this, like this confusing. And again, folks, I know we're trying to explain it, and you're like, "What?" I'm mean, again. They were so cloudy with it that we had to have thanks sitting in the live chat to it, tell us <laughs> so he, how they captured her because it was so it was just such, so muddled in the middle. The the work around the the cheat that he does at the end is he basically performs the sacrifice on himself. Yes. So he has like she's controlling his minds. Like at one point like he's trying to drive away from her, but he ends up driving to her because she's like clouding his judgment, right? Well, towards the end, I guess he's not he doesn't have clouded judgment anymore. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants and he turns the knife on himself. And sacrifices himself, basically taking. So I guess, and again, the movie doesn't answer this question either. But it's like, I guess if you, she only has power if she's the one holding the knife. Yep. yep. But why would that matter? Like, why, why would it matter who's holding Lame. the knife? Like, I, I don't know. It the, the the ending of this movie was a total letdown for me. Very big letdown. Well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the goods and bads of this movie. Okay. Um, oh, by the way, he raids off into the desert with Nick. He revives Nick. Yes. Oh, and that was uh, earlier. How? How? I don't know. Well, he's the he's the god of death now, apparently, or it has the power of set. Nick looked great. I know he looked. Nick really looked good. like he just came from the set of well, New Girl. Or, of New Girl. The, we we didn't we glossed over this, but the whole reason he he does the sacrifice thing is so he can bring Jenny back to life because like he's trying to save Jenny. She's dead, dead, dead. Yeah. And and so she he brings her her how did how did <laughs> all the way dead oh dead dead <laughs> mostly dead mainly dead and uh and then so he brings her back to life and then of course he brings Nick back to life but just. In in case the audience didn't catch how he was able to do this at the very end uh and this is one of those lines where it's like please don't explain what you're doing in the scene but um uh he actually nick or not i keep saying nick um Vale actually says like oh by the way thanks for bringing me back to life buddy 
but what are we doing here? Yeah, and I was just exactly. Like, I was like, oh, uh, groan. <laughs> like, uh, thank you for explaining exactly. I, I get it. I get that Tom Cruise's yeah. character can bring people back to life. Yeah, and what, what are we doing here? I and then he rolls explained. up in his Lamborghini like <laughs> the partner from uh, National <laughs> Treasure. Uh, goods and bads, real quick here. What are some goods? Um, I thought the the on site uh, the shooting on site sets and stuff like that were really cool. Like yeah. I, I liked the 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 desert background backdrops. The yeah. um, all the arc. I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of Indiana Jones yes. old it's Brent, it's old cool. Brendan Fraser it's it's cool. stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, we talked about that in the solo movie. Real life sets are so much better. Oh yeah. Uh, you know it's a it's a gamble on in real life. But it's worth it. Uh, bad. That, that's that said. There weren't enough of them. Yeah, right. Like, but the, uh, the, when, it, when it was good, it was really. And good. the first third of the movie. Another good for me is the first third of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Oh yeah. Uh, what is another? Uh, wait, uh, any other goods that just pop off the top of your head? So, there weren't enough action scenes in the movie. But again, when there was action scene, I'll never forget that scene of, of the plane going down and then fl- flying around the cabin of this, of this, you know, spinning around to the ground. Yeah. Jet. Like that. That was awesome. Yeah. Um. So like it felt. Like a Tom Cruise action film when I was watching the you know, scenes. And if you read about this, he literally, he literally wrote a crashing plane <laughs> to the ground. That's how that's how legit Tom Cruise is. Uh, what are some bads? Um. Okay, here's here's that we've danced around it, but let's just call it what it is. This is a terrible start to a new cinematic universe. It is terrible. Yeah, it needed to like, knock it out of the th- park. There's no there is no excuse or forgiveness for this kind of thing at this point. MCU has been doing this for what? 10 years now. 10, 12 years. 10 years. Okay, now. 10 years. At this point, there's no excuse. There's no excuse for DC to mess it up, which they have been for the most part. Wonder Woman was amazing. By the way, Wonder Woman came out one week before this movie. Nope. So, um, th- this that movie, probably didn't help this much. No. They, they, they already had to go at it with Dracula Untold yeah. in 2014. They messed that one up. Uh, 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 one. Uh, uh. <laughs> then with this one, they, they think, oh, we'll take a full 20 minutes out of the film and just set up this whole cinematic universe because we have to catch up and do this in a rush mode type of thing. And it was so... It was so offensive, like the way that it was pieced together. The movie was too serious. It was too dark. Like I know they're going for this dark universe thing, but like have some levity in the middle of the film. How are we still getting it wrong after the MCU has yeah. shown us how to do it? Yeah. So it's it's, it's hard crazy. to plan out for that long. Are we going to fifty two thirty that we're going to? Yes. Um. Okay. So um. Bad's for me. Um. Just the way that they took that huge left turn with our friend uh, Russell Crowe. Again, not a Russell Crowe knock. It, I think he tried to do what he could with the thing, yeah. but it was like this weird tone, and then it changed the movie, and it was just weird. Um, let's rate this movie one to five horribles. One being bad, five being abysmal. Abysmal acid into your eyeballs. Phil, what do you think? So, that's a hard one. I For for what, what was there, I thought was pretty good, but it's a half of a movie. Like, that you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't think we got a whole movie here. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I enjoyed what was good about the movie when it was, when it was firing, it was good. Um, I just don't think it was complete. I'm, I'm going to go two. I was going to almost going to go one, but I, I was so just upended by just the lack of content. My rating on this is a two. Okay. Um, listen, radio folks, we're going to, uh, hit head out, uh, podcast folks stick around um, we're going to go uh, talk about some recasting and what you've been into lately. See you soon. So let's talk about this real quick. Um, that rating, uh, a two for me. You said a two as well. 
Yeah, there's not a lot of reason to go back and watch this film. No, and, and do you want to see another one of these? If if you could have Tom Cruise in another one of these, I mean, if he was like a side character, I I don't. Wouldn't wanna... it just be kind of like Jack Reacher two, where you're like, oh, okay, what is he going to do in the next movie? Yeah, like there's never I... come Jack Reacher never come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, is he a good guy now? Is he a bad guy? Like, I don't I don't really know. I guess I would have to know more about what the the you know the premise for the film would he's have trying to, be. to find the cure to whatever is happening to him. yeah that's true How's he, he is trying to get free well i mean that's assumed that's dr jekyll's like if it were me i would try to get free yeah. we, we don't know that that's what he's gonna do <laughs> um so let's recast this can you recast any of the characters I, does it by, have to be by the way I, I think the dark universe is still moving forward it, it, the, for a while there there was a rumor of like they were like debating like do we still <laughs> go on with this or do we just cancel the whole thing but i from what I've heard recently, I, I think they're figuring they're refiguring the situation, but still want to move forward with it. Well, so. I hope that it I hope that it can work out. Um, I think that, um, I think that uh, we need to talk about recasting this movie. Um, I think that obviously uh, some of the female characters, um, obviously some of the female characters. Um, we could do somebody different in one of those roles. Who, who's an actress in Hollywood that could play the main female character? You're talking about Jenny. Uh huh. Um. <laughs> why? Why? Why wasn't it? Why wasn't it a main like a big time actress? What do you think? I, I, I a money thing. Maybe uh, Tom Cruise wants too much money. What would have? I mean, it would have gone up from one seventy-five million to one eighty-five million, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, who could we get though? We could always get uh, what's her face, uh, Zoe Deschanel. What about her? No, and the new girl. We could no. have her in it. <laughs> what's happening? I felt. Um, I I don't mean this as a slap. Godot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Seriously. She oh was, please. Well, That'd she, be awesome. Well, she was already Godot, in theaters. Godot. I said it wrong. I think it's Godot. I'm so bad at it pronouncing names sometimes. Um, she uh, she obviously had been in a movie just a week prior to this. So, that's true. oh, that's true. Well, um, she would have had a good couple. I, weeks. I feel I did feel like they were going for beautiful, like like a you know a, a sexy kind of yeah. actress. Oh yeah. Um, but um, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know who that would who that would be. Um, like, I would Katie Holmes. Yeah, <laughs> no, not now. Um, Tom Cruise has to be in this movie. Is he as safe as a pick as anybody? To do no, this? no, anyone could have been in this movie. It, you, he you, didn't, don't, you don't you, think Tom Cruise drove a lot of people to theaters? Oh, absolutely. But I, I'm saying like you could pick another actor that people like a lot and put him in this movie, and it would, it would have played exactly the same. There was there were no you didn't need Tom Cruise's acting chops to pull off what they delivered on this movie. Now, because has someone had someone else have, had done it better? I'm not convinced that that's the case. But I think anyone could have been paid to do it. What if we had Will Smith in this movie? What's that? What's that movie look like? The movie, the mo- movie fails not based on the acting, not on the acting. It based that left turn screws it, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Um, in the live chat, a couple things I want to gloss over here real quick. Uh, Madonna is a is a choice in the live chat. Um, Gal, Gal Gadot uh, is another one. Um, the sequel, Sydney, in the sequel has said that uh, <laughs> in the sequel, Tom Cruise's character. Is going to open up a pawn shop, but it's it's going to be a, a TV show. We're, we're, we've we've lowered the expectations now. It's not going to be a movie, okay? And we're going to open a pawn shop, and it's going to be on TBS. And this pawn shop is going to have all this plundered treasure from the desert in it. 
<laughs> What's the name of this TV show? Someone in the live chat come up with the name of the TV show. Um, Tom Cruise is the mummy returned. Uh, anyway, there you go. Oh, I got I got a name. You, you, you I want a name, yeah. Uh, it's called, not rarefied, it's rarefines. Rarefines? Rarefines. Uh, things, things that are rarefied that, you know, that a lot of people want that there's not a lot of, but people have found. Rarefines. Okay. Okay. <laughs> His name, last name is Morton. Can we come up with something? Nick Morton. Sorting through the Mor- Morton <laughs> Sorting Shed. <laughs> I like Mort- Morton Sortons. Morton Sorton Barn. <laughs> anyway, that's a thought. May have to make a commercial about that now. Uh, thanks for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> Pawn Slop. Um, so check it out. Um, we recasted. There he is, the mummy. Uh, we're putting it to bed. We're putting it back in the sarcophagus until they make a sequel, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Um, uh, I mean, actresses in in Hollywood. It's hard to. A lot of the ones I think of are already in the MCU. Like it, it would be hard to like if they really are going after a, a separate cinematic universe. Like you can't really double up. I mean, you can, but I think it would be kind of a groaner if you did. And so, like, I'm trying to think. You know, who's like the Pepper Potts of of the dark universe true. And, but I mean Gwyneth Paltrow is already taken <laughs> like there's a lot of people that that could do it but they're just not not, not, not available yeah Jennifer Aniston <laughs> um, Courtney Cox okay so check this out a couple things uh, let's talk about what you've been into lately um, I want to lead this off um, Portlandia season 8 has dropped on Netflix okay. I didn't even know it was coming out okay have you ever watched this show no one of my favorite shows because it's just so so goofy. Fred Armiston is on it. Um, is it Brownfield? I always forget her name. Kylie Brownfield. Uh, Portlandia. I got to get it right. I don't want anyone to think I'm not giving her her due credit because uh, she is as big of a character in it as, as Fred Armiston. Uh, Carrie Brownstein. Carrie Brownstein. Fred Armiston. Uh, just some hilarious stuff. I mean, Fred Armiston is very musical. Was in a band for a long time, played drums, toured. Oh, I forgot about was that. Was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. After after that, he got discovered by SNL. He was at South by Southwest. His band was. And he was doing these videos and this little hosting gig thing he did at South by Southwest in Austin. Mm-hmm. And then he um, they they discovered him that way. And then, um, so he is just super talented. So is Carrie. It is out on Netflix. Check it out. Uh, Phil, what have you been into lately? Um, I'm going to recommend a comic book I've been reading. I just picked it up, um, but it's been going on for four or five years now. Um, it's actually a Robert Kirkman. Um, so uh, a lot of people would know him as the the creator and only writer of The Walking Dead comics. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So um, Kirkman um, uh, does other stuff occasionally. He's a very busy guy, obviously, uh, working with The Walking Dead TV show and everything like that. But um, I believe Outcast is also a show. I, I, I think it's had at least a couple seasons. I'm not familiar with it. I haven't watched it at all. Um, but there's a uh, a comic that he started much after The Walking Dead. I think it, again, only came out maybe four years ago, four or five years ago, called Outcast. Um, the premise for Outcast is really intriguing to me. Um, it is basically... Um, the, the subject matter is demon possession for the most part, but really? it's, it's not super dark. Um, it, it, it sounds like it would be, but it's not like in the same way that the walking dead is not really about zombies. It's about the people that are like fighting it's a story. Yeah. It's like a survival story, a, a human story about yeah. the, the way he writes outcast is very similar. Like, yes, technically the, the comic is about demon possession, but it's, it doesn't really go there very much. 
um, as far as like the crucial part of the plot. The plot, the most interesting part of the plot is the relationship between the this main guy that can cast out demons um, just by touching them. Like he is, he has some kind of like a superpower basically where he, he has control over these demons. And then uh, this Catholic priest who has been this um, uh, exorcist, we, we mentioned exercise, exercising the demons early on in the, in the episode that wasn't planned, but um, an exorcist who basically has lost his way and he can't um, exercise demons anymore. Wow. And he's not sure why. Um, and so you have this relationship between this guy who is a complete unbeliever, like non-Catholic, non-Christian, like total atheist. Yeah. And he he's able to cast out demons. And then you have this true believer who has no power whatsoever and the, the relationship between the two of them. And then there's a whole bunch of backstory that I won't go into about like how he got these abilities that he has and what the true relationship is between him and the demons that he's casting out because there's more to it than what it seems. It's not just like him versus them. Uh, there's uh, some symbiosis going on where the demons rely on him and he relies on them. So it's very, very intri- intriguing. I've been enjoying it a lot. Um, very good. Uh, we've talked about doing a watch along. Um, yes. And I think that I have narrowed it down to uh, three movies that I would like to do on a watch along. Now, here's the deal. Um, one of which I really wanted it to be a movie that you could get. Um, <laughs> no one needed the Heimlich maneuver. David, by the way, no one needed uh, the Heimlich maneuver at the barbecue. Uh, thanks, David, in the live chat. <laughs> No one needed it. Uh, luckily, Baywatch was there, uh, and we were fine. Everyone survived the barbecue. It was great. Um, uh, my my, I'm throwing these out here, and I want Phil to throw it some, one out there. And if live chat, you want to tune in here or, or chime in, here's what we're looking at. I kind of wanted to stick to things that were on Netflix, but I'm looking at a couple of them and going, well, they're not really on Netflix. One of them that's on Netflix, Mortal Kombat is one okay. I would like to do. As a watch along. Okay. It's on Netflix. It would be easy for people to watch. Another one I'd like to do. One that we've done on our show before, but it's been a very long time. We've not done Mortal Kombat on the show. Oh, okay. We have not what done am I Mortal thinking Kombat. Of? I don't know, but we've not. We did Street Fighter. Street Fighter is what I'm thinking Ross of. Ross did Street yes. Fighter. Yes. I'm thinking of Street Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter, no, sorry. we did not do it. My apologies to Fighting Game. It's fans all good. Out there. It's all good. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Thought about doing that one. Okay, that'd be good. Another one I'd like, to, I would like to consider doing is the Masters of the Universe movie with Dolph Lundgren. Okay. It's not on Netflix though. Okay, gotcha. That limits it because I want people to, I want to be able to tell people, all right, we're gonna hit play, three, two, one, and hit. We're gonna hit play together. Yeah. And we'll watch it while we, while we, and we'll, you'll listen to our audio while we watch it. So your thought is they would have to rent it, which involves yeah, and I don't want some that, money. Yeah, yeah. And that will lower the amount of people. So right now, okay. Mortal Kombat might be the front runner based on that. Another one that I'd like to see and talk about as a movie, and we may just need to do this on the show, is the 1994 Fantastic Four movie. Okay. Which is a Roger Corman produced movie. And it literally was only done to, for 20th Century Fox to be able to keep the movie rights right. to the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And it is god-awful. It is bad. I don't think I've ever seen um, that one. Dragon Ball ev- Dragon Ball ev- uh, Evolution, uh, that was... That was one that we've actually yeah. been planning on doing. It We were going to do it actually several months ago. Dave Clemens was going to do that with yeah, us. We if, might see we, if we, we could ask Dave to come on with us. I wonder, if is it on Netflix now, though? I really do want to... St- I think I really do want to do one that's on Netflix. I, think, I feel like, out of fairness to everyone... That's an easy way for them to watch the movie, 
And then um, I tell you what, if you're if you're listening to this not just live, but even after the fact, yeah. if you're listening to this in your podcast player of choice, go to Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA and post on this episode. Yeah, um, just give us some ideas. We'll, we'll go back and check right it. Right now, my front runner, we'll give it another week, uh, was Mortal Kombat. We're going to do as a watch along. It'll be a separate episode. And then, um, but we'll, you can steer me away from it. I'm not just dead I'm super excited about this, by the way. It's going to be really It'll fun. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun summer thing we can do. There are a lot of random movies that are on um, Netflix, by the way, that would be uh, good choices to do on, on this type of a thing, too. Um, but all, all, you know, again. And depending on the reception, this may be something that we do. Quarterly. Something yeah, we can do. every so often. Uh, we could do another one that's on Netflix. I'm just looking at it here. We could do, uh, now I'll pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh, that would be good. That would be a pretty good one. That's on Netflix. Um, <laughs> that's Matt Damon, right? Yeah, the Fantastic Four. That's true. The original, the old Fantastic Four, is hard to find. It's hard to find. I and I and that's why I worry. Like maybe just doing it as a special kind of treat thing. Uh, but anyway, I, I like I said, I'm not tied to Mortal Kombat, but it's on there. Um, Chuck and Larry would be, actually be a pretty good one to do. And then there's just a ton of others we could do as well. So. That's another great uh, example of like a fantastic actor in a really terrible movie. Yeah, there's just some some bad ones. So, anyway, uh, anything else, Phil? You got going on? No. Anything else? Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, give, give us some suggestions, or uh, in the both in the chat, uh, or you know the post or whatever. If you're hearing this after the fact. Or uh, email Jack at the Horrible Movie Podcast. Jack at the Horrible Movie Podcast.com. We wanted to thank our sponsors again today. Clever Missouri. Uh, what was their what's their new slogan? Where it just gets better every day. Where it just gets better every day. <laughs> and we also want to thank um, our other great sponsors, uh, not Blue Apron. Thank you, not Blue Apron, for uh, sponsoring. Uh, if you want to get fresh things sent to you, don't order from not blue apron all right that's very confusing i'm sure for people that are hearing that um there's a rant i did in the live chat that i've now brought into the regular one anyway here it is so let me know some movie ideas yo and right now it's gonna be mortal Kombat, but you can steer me away from it even though chuckle larry after i read that off i thought that's kind of fun so there it is um sweet and when do we have a date for that plans or let's do it um Around July 4th. Okay. Let's do it maybe the week right before July 4th, or is the Saturday best, or is a you know what I'm saying? Are we going to try to do it live on Spreaker as well, or is that we, we kind of gidgy guy weird? I, I, there's always like a 10 to 15 second delay to Oh, Spreaker. I forgot about that. So, I mean, as long as we can have them secret. I mean, if they also started, like, it wouldn't be a delay for them, because they're going to be watching it in their room, and then also hearing the sound at the, in their room. You know what I mean? Like... It's not like we're playing the movie for them and then talking over it 15 seconds later. So I think it actually would work. Um, it would just be a matter of like they literally have to be in their seat ready. If they if they miss the first five minutes of the show, they're kind of screwed because it would be really hard to well, figure out exactly. We'll what come the back and give is. a timestamp. We we can come back and say every 10 minutes, like hey, we're, yeah, hey, we're, we're now we're at, our our friend right says this. I have heard this on one of the shows I listen to that does something similar to this. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a wrestling show, so they're watching a wrestling match type scenario. They will talk about your internet. People's internet runs at a little bit different speed sometimes, uh-huh. and it's like microbial the the speed that you're watching it at. So you did you don't really even notice it, but the timing will get off sometimes between the two hosts, especially if they're at a distance. Yeah, it's anyway that. 
I don't know how much of that really matters. I, I, I and I may have just made up a scenario. I think but. maybe like a Saturday night might be kind of cool because that's a typical movie watching night for a lot of folks at home. Yeah, totally. But, anyway, throw some ideas. Uh, we could do... So um, we're, we're tentatively planning on June the 30th or July 1st. Sounds good. Is that a Saturday? Friday, Saturday? That's that's the weekend that we move into our new house. <laughs> so, But I, I should be I should be able to be here. So, Okay. All right. I like it. Um, We'll get all the logistics figured out. You guys are awesome. Thanks for tuning in. My do Mamma Mia. I think that's horrible. That movie is bad. Okay. Well, it's on Netflix. It's on, it's on here. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. There you go. Rock and roll is here to stay. Let's go to the hop. We'll see you soon. And um, let's sing um, a song. Okay. No, that's too complicated. <laughs> what, what's a song we can sing to end this thing? Um. Mommy money. Uh. I'm after that mommy money, yeah. Mommy money. Okay, my son, my seven-year-old thinks that was horrible. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorrormoviepodcast.com.